Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining the this episode of the current of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. This is the Kentucky Guy. Real quick before the uh, episode starts today's show, I wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you uh, for the current growth of this podcast. Um, you guys are just amazing. Uh, so happy to be doing this with you. Wouldn't want to do it without you. And, uh, you know, if you're new here, uh, enjoy the ride. Join the crew. And uh, no matter which platform you're listening on, make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button. Uh, we do drop two episodes here a week. The current schedule is every Wednesday and every Saturday. So, yeah. And uh, also for you wrestling fans out there, we do have another show that we drop twice a week as well. And that is Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. And I am the host of that as well. We just talk about past, current, and uh, future expectations of pro wrestling. So anyways, I don't want to keep you guys too long. I just wanted to say again, thank you guys so, so much. Uh, and uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, enough of me blabbing on. Let's uh, let's get to the show, baby. everybody and welcome to another edition of the red pill current podcast current news podcast hey i'm your host the kentucky guy and uh looking out here on this gloomy but nice out monday morning that's right it's monday it's not saturday i know i'm a knucklehead i am two days late and i do apologize oh there's no sense in shooting me now come on uh but however I do have a special treat for everybody. I do have Mr. Lee here. Uh, some of you uh, may remember him. We had him here a while back, and uh, he's uh, very knowledgeable, and he's uh, here today to uh, discuss the food shortages upcoming and current food shortages. So uh, let's give him a round of applause. All right. And Mr. Lee, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I appreciate you having me back on here. to get on here and talk about some of these upcoming challenges that we are we're facing as a not only a nation but the world yeah absolutely uh, I agree 100 uh, percent there just seems to be um, I mean it's scary right uh, it is uh, it's one of those deals where um, you just really you know you start hearing about the processing plants uh, we reported about that uh, quite a few episodes ago uh, mysteriously burning up and blowing down and uh you know and if you guys really want to hear something shocking i think mr lee actually ran across something in his searches as well yeah it's kind of interesting you know um as you start looking at the the data of um all of these plants and factories and things we've had since february i mean february 5th wisconsin river meats processing facility destroyed by fire in wisconsin February 15th, Bonanza Meat Company goes up in flames in Texas. 
February 22nd, Shearer's food food processing plant explodes, Oregon. Fire destroys Deli Star meat plant in Illinois, February 22nd. This is just February. You go, you go into March, Nestle food plant extensively damaged in fire and new production destroyed. Walmart food, March 19th, distribution center catches fire, Indiana. March 24th, major fire at potato plant in uh, Maine. March 29th, food pantry burns down, 50,000 pounds of food destroyed in Arizona. And, and this, this list just keeps going on and on and on. I mean, um, just the other day I seen um, thousands of cattle died due to a uh, heat wave out in, uh, I believe it was in, it was in Kansas. And it just seems like, um, our, you know, our, our food system is uh, either being attacked or, and, and as I believe, it's been failing us for quite some time. So, I mean, you, you, just, you just go right down the list of all the issues that we had. And people, um, you know, we need to start thinking about the fact that not, we're, we're, we're not heading into um, a recession. We're, we're, we're in one. And, uh, you know, in, in the, in the problem is, especially when you look at gas prices and you look at inflation and the issues that we're having, we could be heading into, uh, you know, a, a depression. And um, it, it's time for people to start thinking about um, supporting their local farmers and turning towards, uh, toward, back to a time in, in, a, in a way to process foods that have been long forgotten. You know, uh, we're we're so used to just going to the grocery store, and um, and I could get into, and we can get into if you want, um, just how bad the process and the food that we buy is, and um, you know the the meat that we buy, and how it go the pro, you know the uh, the living conditions that they go through, and the stress hormones that's released into the meat that we eat, just from the stress that these animals go through, and how we eat that meat, and you know you think about anxiety and depression and all of these issues that we deal with um you know there's there's a a guy that came out with a uh a, a, i can't remember if it was a book or anyways it was about healing yourself through food and how he, food can be healing we can heal a lot of uh, problems that we have just through eating but the processed food that we eat is so terrible for us um you know and, and getting into your microbiome i mean i could go on and on but anyways yeah this is this is a great subject i think for today and uh i'd like to talk about a uh, a farmer in Virginia, his name is Joel Salatin, and um, uh, if you ever get a chance, see this guy's going against the grain. He's uh, the, he's known as the lunatic farmer. Um, he's been the author of uh, many books. He's a he's a Christian man. He's got a a Christian, a specifically targeted towards Christian book out called uh, the Pigginess of the Pig, and um, looking at animals in their natural environment and um, even the way he loads his cattle. And how he keeps them from getting stressed to have that stress hormone put in them. Um, you know, when you when you go to eat it, he's got something. He's got the three M's. Okay, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but it's uh, mobbing, mowing, and moving. So basically, back in the day, you know, you you know, you it's hard to think about this, but even the the beavers back then were like the size of our cars. And if you look back in old old books, you'll see where um, the 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 field, the whole field of just cattle, just bison. I mean, millions of them that we don't have today. What they would do is they would graze on the land, and they'd move. And that that land would recover. And it would, it would recover and it'd have a time to recover before all, all of that, all those animals came back through. His way of farming is he'll pack all of them into a, a, a paddock, 
and he'll he'll let them be there for a day. He gets way more. Uh, there's something uh, you know. It's it's cow days per acre. He gets way more out, out of a cow. Say you say it's 80, 80 days. You know you can have one cow on that acre for eighty days or, or whatever. Or, or anyways, I don't want to get into too much of a tangent. But he'll move he'll move these cows every single day, and he'll let that land recover, and he'll feed them solely on grass. And um, uh, it's way less stress. You can keep more cows. They're more natural in their natural environment. It's way healthier meat for us. And um, uh, he's gone against the grain from all these industries. And I think he's somebody that uh, people should really look into. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, that is actually, uh, you know, I've been telling everybody they need to stock up for a while now, uh, seeing these food changes, how they how they look and how they are. Um, but on my trip down here i noticed that a lot of the little farm markets and that are no longer in business i'm sure a lot of it had to do with covid and so forth um and that's why i like traveling across the country to kind of see if things are the same around home or different and uh it's just it's everywhere it's same everywhere it really is it is um you know when covid first hit you would see uh and we and we seen a lot of people rushed to the stores and started getting um, uh, seeds and started planting more more than than ever before. I mean, we're talking record breaking uh, people buying seeds and, and 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 going out and actually starting their own their own gardens. Chickens, the amount of people that bought chickens and now have chickens in their backyard. I mean, you it would be unthinkable uh, four years ago. And uh, I think this movement is a good movement. And, um, uh, and and I hope that it continues. But um, as far as the local the local farm market goes, I think that it's increasing. I think there's a change. I think I think that it is a movement um, that that has occurred. You know, sometimes out of disasters and and, and, and bad situations, blessings come. And uh, I think that uh, people's eyes have been opened um, through all this. I mean, if you think about it. Uh, and you and you look at where just a tomato or a watermelon or something needs to come from in order to get to your door, and you think about the the shelf life of that product and how they have to you know tomatoes are sprayed with gas and things to, to get them to ripen quicker. But um, you know you you if you've ever had a garden tomato fresh out of the garden compared to one that you've had at the store, you can always taste that difference. Yeah, true. Uh, cucumbers also. I love cucumbers, and I've eaten right out of the garden and right out of Walmart, and there is a huge, huge difference. Huge difference. Huge difference, not just in taste, but in nutritional value of that of that cucumber. And um, I think that people have been waking up. I mean, we could we could talk all day probably on just the processed food and all the chemicals and things that are put in it. I mean, if, imagine how many cows have to be slaughtered to to come up with the meat just McDonald's supplies. And you think about Taco Bell, I don't even think that's real meat at all. I mean, that's just that's just fake synthetic uh, 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 meat. Um, so, I, 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 any, anyways, um, I, th- I think this this has been a really good thing for people to start turning towards growing their own food. And um, I, I hope, in, in, in my hope, and the reason why I bring up Joel Salatin earlier is this. Because you listen to this podcast, you know, and, and hopefully I can, you know, I, I've got a little small farm that I've acquired. You know, and uh, I didn't grow up farming or anything like that. And uh, I've been trying to, to, to learn from all these people. Uh, 
you know, Joel Salatin. Uh, there's another guy out there. His name's Justin Rhodes. Um, and, 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 and they are out there trying to create, um, they have Home, Homestead of America conference. People from all over the country go to, go to this, and it's growing. Uh, there's another guy. He's a famous country singer. His name is Rory Feek. Yeah, his wife passed away. Um, his wife's name was Joey. Yeah, Joe, Joey and Rory, and uh, he, he's got a he's got a little girl, and um, this girl um uh, she's got down Down syndrome. She, they had they had this little girl right before she passed away. He's got a one room schoolhouse, and he's starting to take some of. Uh, uh, there's a very good video online of him and Joel Salatin, uh, the guy the farmer that I just told you about, um, talking about some of these concepts. Well, anyways, in his one room schoolhouse, he's practicing some of these things with the kids. He's 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 having a conference. He just had one down there. All kinds of people came down to it. It's a huge movement. But if you're looking for resources, if you're looking for these people are putting it out. They're putting out courses. They're putting out free content online. All kinds of stuff for you to learn. And and I understand. You know, sometimes when you look at your dreams and things you want to accomplish, um, you know, if you want to start gardening and you've never gardened before, there are people out there and there are groups that you can join. Uh, that will help you and, and help guide you, uh, uh, you know, if you have problems, especially on Facebook. I'm going on another tangent. You might want me to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, even on Facebook, there's people out there that you can post your issues that you're having if you have some type of bug or anything that's eating your plants, and they will help you because they've been through it. And, and especially in the crisis situation that we're heading into, um, to have that kind of support is invaluable. So, Yeah, uh, absolutely. I you know, uh, this is the things people need to know right now. They really do. I mean, there is uh, the cri- the crisis is on hand, but as Mr. Lee mentioned, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, and it's getting worse fast. Uh, anytime that you look at the numbers, even the Biden administration, they're having to admit now how bad this fall and winter is going to be. Right. And uh, you know, this isn't you know. Like I like I've said over and over, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is happening, and it's going to happen. No one person. It's not about Donald Trump. It's not about any Mike Palomi, any of them coming in and saving us. We're going to have to save ourselves. It's just how it is. You know, one one thing that is very important um, is succession planning. Um, we we are so used to. Um, having everything we want right now um, our attention spans are, are, are terrible we have no uh, patience for anything and succession planning you know uh, even, even thinking about you know you, you ever plant a tree and you'll never be able to enjoy the shade of it but you know your children might and uh, as far as succession planning goes you know looking at you know there's another guy out there can't think of his name but i can tell you the name of it is uh the name of his gardening practice is back to eden um, and he acquired a home and he didn't have the water he started looking at nature and seeing how nature works and uh he's he's he walks around uh last video i seen him in he's got a uh, a walking stick he's got a bad back and he maintains this beautiful garden uh, it's huge just walk all around it um and even in those kind, that kind of physical condition. But anyways, he was looking at nature, you know, and if you look at nature and you look at trees and you look under them, you can see the wood chips and all the things that are the leaves, everything that's fallen off the tree. And he started piling wood chips in his garden to hold the moisture 
when it rained so that it would have moisture for those plants. And uh, there's a whole, I think it's like an hour-long video. Instead of me just going on about it, look it up on YouTube. Just type in Back to Eden Garden. You'll see the whole documentary and be able to watch it and learn from it. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. All right, Mr. Lee, just hold on for just a moment, guys. We're going to give away to a our sponsor, Anchor, uh, for a quick commercial break. And uh, we'll be right back. Thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Hey, guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the best and easiest way I've found to start a new podcast. Everything is right there. At Anchor, I can not only record my podcast, I can add music, I can add sounds, and much more. Also, I can trim and crop my podcast as well, all in one place, right there on my iPhone or computer. On Anchor, as a host, you can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Everything is in one place. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Best part of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, and welcome back, guys. Okay, so we are still here with uh, uh, Mr. Lee, and uh, we're talking about possible definite food shortages that are coming soon. And we're also, Mr. Lee uh, is telling, talking about alternative gardening and farming and, uh, you know, healthy uh, things like that. Now, Mr. Lee, I know that, uh, uh, I know from talking to you offline that you you yourself actually deal and sell uh some healthy items as well correct yeah we um we sell uh microgreens um and so we're we're a multiple uh stores um we're looking we're looking to grow it there's a guy so as i keep I, i'm just going to keep name dropping if that's okay because um there, there there's these resources online and if you're interested and you want to take the time as you should and go um look these people up they've got so many educational content that i couldn't even cover in just one podcast um so basically, there's a guy out there. He lives in Canada. Um, so there, I, I live in uh, Northeast Ohio, and Northeast Ohio we get bad winters. And so um, I grow microgreens, and it's all grown indoors. Everything I grow is indoors, underneath lights in a grow room. I've got fans. Uh, I've got a humidifier, um, things things of that nature. Um, now this is for a business, you know. So it's not really. Uh, it, it relates to growing at home, but it's also, uh, you know, if, if you were to lose electricity and stuff, you, could, you couldn't do that, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, anyways, Curtis Stone uh, is his name. He lives in Canada. He's, he, he runs a website called uh, fromthefield.tv, and if you and it's a subscription website, but he offer, offers a lot of free stuff on uh, YouTube as well. Um, but he, he did uh, market gardening, and what he did was he, at his home, in a, in a uh, uh, suburb uh, community, house to house, just the backyard. He ended up getting the neighbor's backyard involved too. He was growing, uh, I can't remember how much money he was making, but he was making a living off of selling food he was growing in beds and crops he's growing just in his little backyard. End up installing what's called a passive solar, solar greenhouse. So 
greenhouse, uh, obviously, if you live in Canada where there's bad winters, you got to heat it. And so um, gas can cost a lot of money. Well, he built a passive solar greenhouse, and what this does is throughout the summer, it captures the heat and it puts it underneath the uh, greenhouse and it releases the heat throughout the winter. Um, it's a very interesting uh, uh, concept. There's a guy in Nebraska um, as well. I, I can't think of his name, but if you look up Nebraska uh, Snow uh, Greenhouse uh, or Greenhouse in the Snow or something like that it's called, this guy has the same type of concept. The, the back wall is kind of like a, a heat absorption type thing to, to retain it. So it's, it's all south-facing. So whenever you're building a garden, you want to look at your sun. You want to know what direction it's going in. And you want to face, you usually want to face the south if you're in the northern hemisphere where we're at. And so um, uh, he grows oranges in a greenhouse in Nebraska where they have winter and everything else. Um, it's very interesting. Wow. I, I, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, the, I, I, I can't... I can't comprehend it storing the heat all summer long in the ground. Yeah, it's um, uh, I, I, and I can't, I can't remember. I've watched videos on it, um, but people do it with their attics too because your attic gets really hot, and it will take the heat from your attic and it will store it as well, and then it will make it. Now, if you think about ground temperature underneath the ground, even if you're not storing it, uh, and I can't remember how they do it. I'll just be honest. With you, I know there I, there might be some coils or something that's that store it down there, but anyways, if you think about ground temperature in general, it's like what 50 degrees, something like that. There's a, always an average temperature when you go a certain amount down, and so throughout the winter time, even if you're pumping air from underneath the ground, I mean they have um, what's called heat pumps now. Uh, heat pumps. If you have a heat pump on your house, you're used to it grabbing the any warmth it can get from the air and pulling it in and and pushing it into your house to heat your home through a heat pump. Which is, which is in is an air condition basically in reverse. And you can also use that same heat pump to cool your home. Well, they have it now to where you can you can build out this um, heat pump to where it's grabbing from underground, and you can use it in the wintertime, even up north, because usually heat pumps are just down south. Even throughout the winter wintertime, you can heat your home with a heat pump because it's pulling the heat from underneath ground. You know, uh, and that's something, folks, that, we all need to be learning as well and figuring out God has given us the tools for survival we don't have to depend on these big companies like we do that just makes us lazy but in all reality you know you're hearing about the solar uh, from Mr. Lee the underground and that's all God given tools geothermal geothermal is the term you want to look up if you're looking that up here's another guy all right off off grid with Doug and Stacy is the name of their YouTube channel. Um, they have uh, this guy and this lady. They live completely off grid, completely off grid, and they live off rainwater. And they they have rainwater that is uh, gravity fed all, all all the time. It, basically, he and he lives where it gets cold too. He's got this rainwater stored in a room. So say you got wood or something. I, I don't. I can't remember exactly how he heats it. I'd imagine it's with wood uh, to keep that rainwater from freezing, so that he can gravity feed it everywhere out, so that he uses it. No pumps or anything like that involved. Um, he says no pumps, no power, no problem. And so that's a uh, off grid with Doug and Stacy is uh, is that one. Uh, he's really. He, if you look it up, he looks like he's Amish. 
Uh, he's, he, he dresses Amish. Uh, he's got a horse and buggy there too, but uh, he's not Amish. He just he just dresses that way to save on clothing and, and, and stuff like that. But uh, they they have all kinds of courses as well on ferment. They, I think they have a book out. His wife does, um, Stacy, on uh, uh, fermented food and, and preserving food and that, that kind of thing. So the literature's out there, whether you want it on data on your websites or videos to watch or books even, the literature's out there if people want to when it comes to surviving. Absolutely. Uh, Joe Salatin that I mentioned earlier, um, he, uh, he has chicken tractors. He, he, can, he can grow thousands of pounds of chicken without ever turning on the key of a tractor. You know, he, 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 what these chicken tractors are is they're basically just boxes, okay? They're not, they're not, you know, normally you would see all these chickens packed inside of a house. They'd have uh, all this, uh, you know, water drip systems and things of that nature. Um, and, and, and they're all on top of each other. They're all pooing right there. You know, it's, it's a pretty nasty environment. And then if you've ever seen any documentaries, you'll see people walking around picking up dead chickens. And, uh, he grows them. So Cornish cross chickens are the type of birds you usually get at the store. They only live for about eight weeks. Um, their their meat is soft. You know, if you get a K, KFC chicken or whatever, you know the meat soft. Tyson. Um, and the reason why it's soft is because it's a younger bird. If you were to keep a bird for two or three years, that meat would be tough. Um, if you got egg laying birds, um, which or you can get dual purpose birds that are egg and and meat birds. Um, you keep them for a few years, their meat gets tough, and those ones are like. Uh, good for stews you got to cook them for a long time soften the meat up um, but anyways he's got these boxes and he he he's got i mean they, they'll take a drone out in some of these videos and they'll show it to you he's got tons of them 75 birds in each one of these he can pick it up by the front walk backwards with a dolly on the back and he moves them to new green fresh pasture every single day they're on fresh grass every day and um uh and, and these are corners cross uh meat birds that he's doing this with low stress none of that stress hormone i believe i mentioned mentioned earlier or anything like that these chickens are out uh, on on new fresh grass every day well anyways he's got a book out called polyface designs and you can go on there and you can get all the all the wood material everything you need to build some of this stuff that he has he gives it to you in a book and he gives you the the tools that you need everything that you need to buy to put it together um that's 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 not just that he's got rabbit cages and he's got um uh something called a a feather net where he keeps all kinds of chickens um that you can do anyways he's a large-scale farmer all right he's got large-scale stuff he created another book that just came out very recently that is made for small scale doing what he does on a small scale for homesteaders highly recommend it yeah 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 absolutely um you know, and, uh, you know, the reason I guess we're having uh, this topic on the podcast today, guys, is because uh, it just, it, it seems to me like a whole lot of people have woken up, but we still have some people, some credits out there. Even if you can go yourself, you can go yourself into a Walmart, Kroger's, something of that nature, and you can see a difference. I can. I can see a huge difference from last year to right now as far as, the uh, volume of one certain merchandise on a shelf. Are you noticing that in your area too, or? Um, you know what really hit us the hardest is uh, the baby formula. 
Um, That's right. You've got a couple of youngsters yourself too, don't you? Yeah, and uh, you know we we live out um, uh, not quite in the boonies, I guess, but whenever we would travel um, and we go to these cities and you know we went to the zoo and stuff and we were trying to get uh, formula, it's hard to find. Uh, you know, it's hard to find out where we're at, but especially it's hard to find. And um, you know, there's goat milk. I know this sounds weird. But uh, goat milk is actually a good, it's the closest thing, from my understanding, to human milk. And um, and there's a guy online, I can't remember his name, uh, but it's uh, uh, he, he gives out a, um, a recipe online, and you can, you can get it from him, to create your own baby formula. So if there's a, you know, a baby formula shortage, um, I'm sure if you just Google uh, goat milk uh, baby formula recipe, He'll probably, he'll probably come up, um, but anyways, that's that's the thing that we probably got hit with so far. Peanut butter was that was another issue. Um, peanut butter had a uh, uh, you know the shelves of peanut butter just can't find it. And my understanding that peanut butter uh, was part of a recipe for one of the baby formula uh, recipes, um, unfortunately. So, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we've noticed that. One thing that you know I I like to say is. Um, no, aside from shortages or anything like that, when you start digging into the, I mean, go watch Food Inc. or or uh, Cowspiracy or any of these documentaries that are out there, and you'll start seeing the process that our food goes through, and you'll realize that uh, growing your own food and being focused on local farmers that care is actually the best uh, thing that you should do, regardless of any shortage. It's the best thing for for your for your health. I look at the spike in cancer and uh, the spike in anxiety and depression and all these issues that we've we've had and then i look at our food um and i look at you know you can't pronounce half the things that are in them and uh you know they're they're some of these things aren't really made you know uh i me personally just my opinion especially with diet uh, you know uh pop and things i'd almost rather rather just have regular pop instead of that diet uh pop because of the stuff that they put in it to fake sugar and you know your body and how your body reacts to these things um anyways going on another tangent but uh i i think it, i think it would be best especially if you look up your microbiome focusing on your microbiome especially with covid and the virus and all these things that that have occurred with people getting sick you know um increasing your immune system is very important uh you know focusing on eating fermented food to help your stomach and uh getting probiotics and pre prebiotics and stuff in your stomach is very important but uh anyways that's uh going on another tangent <laughs> yeah so um so yeah so i hope of anything if you got anything out of this episode it is to even if you're not just preparing for a shortage um take care of yourself get the right food for you absolutely make, make sure you're make sure you see what you're putting on the table for you and your family right absolutely um, so that is about all the time we do have for today. Uh, Mr. Lee, I really, really do appreciate you joining the episode. Thank uh, you. I appreciate I, you having me. I don't know if you have any social you want to put out there or not. No, I, I, how about this? This is what I, this is because, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm going through all of these things, uh, you know, Roots and Refuge, that's another one uh, you could look up. Um, a YouTube, YouTuber that helps out with gardening. Um, as, as I'm thinking and all these things are coming, you know, as COVID hit, all right, 
I started, I lived, I, I didn't have a farm at that time. I lived in the city. And I was probably one of the people that, that was the most scared of COVID when it first happened. And um, I, I built two raised beds in my backyard. You could see my corn, my neighbor, you know, my house and his house are right next to each other. You could see my corn growing over the privacy fence that I just got done building, you know. <laughs> got chickens. I had chickens running around in this, uh, you know, and uh, just chickens itself could be a huge topic. So what, anyways, what I'm getting to, I'm thinking about doing a podcast myself um, on these topics and covering these topics to help people and give them resources and maybe bring on guests to do these things. So if they could email you and let you know if they'd be interested, maybe I'll come back on or, or in the future it could be plugged. Absolutely. And uh, I know in the intro... I mentioned my email, but I'm going to mention it again. It's O-L, O-L, Kentucky, spelled out, O-L, Kentucky, 99 at yahoo.com. And that's O-L, Kentucky, 99 at yahoo.com. In the, uh, in the, in the uh, suggestion bar, the, uh, what is it, where you write the title of the message? Just put this subject bar. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, subject, brain, yeah. Brain, brain freeze. Uh, put Mr. Lee on there so I know, and I'll keep it separate. And I'll let you know. Awesome. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. There's uh, enough interest. It definitely will uh, make me want to start it up. So. Yeah. So guys, don't hesitate to uh, to email and just uh, I think we're looking for a number on how many would be interested in that. Absolutely. And uh, let's uh, let's do it. And I tell you what, when I get back to Eastern Kentucky, uh, I'm able to put uh, polls on these but i have to do it on the website okay. on anchor you can put polls and questions on there and i will put a poll on there and i'll let you know the outcome mr lee i appreciate that that'd be great all right guys so once again this is the kentucky guy also if you get a chance against the mat wrestling podcast we will have a new episode on that with the new co-host christopher reese <laughs> christopher reese and that will be the next episode will be this Wednesday, so be sure to tune in then. Thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy.